Hello, my name is Tracy. And my name is Jennifer. And this is our podcast. Today's podcast is going to be about scary stories. And it's just our opinions. It is what we believe in. And if you don't believe in it, that's okay. I, I'm always... I am not a strong believer of the paranormal, right? But at the same time, I am. But I lean toward it. And because we are Hmong, it's within our culture to deal with, like, spirits and ancestors and... Yeah, it's... um, Our religion is called shamanism. Sorry if I'm not talking so much today. My throat kind of hurts. Shamanism is the belief in um in in in, like the spiritual world in which we believe in like i don't know you could say ghosts uh, i guess dragons because we hear dragons as gods you know things like that and what we typically do is we perform rituals to communicate with a ghost or like some just some sort of spirit spirits or your ancestors and you play and you pay like tribune was it tribute <laughs> i guess you could say it's tribute right yeah. to your ancestors because they determine your life as it is today it's basically like i looked it up and like the official meaning of shamanism is well animism like Hmong people believe in like animism and shamanism the sacrifice Sacrifice seems intense. <laughs> the, the, Technically, you're not wrong. The though. sacrifice of like animals, spirits, and like objects, spirits yeah. toward the afterlife. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it helps communicate with the, with them, with spirits and the afterlife. And it says here, power to heal the sick, communicate with spirits, and escort souls of the dead to the afterlife. And that's kind of what shamanism is what we grew up with and because of our life experiences we kind of lean we or i kind of lean toward it right um i do too if i'm being honest but yeah and i will i feel like normally i would always logically think of oh wait why did this thing blow over yeah like because the wind but if the window's not open and there's nobody there then sometimes you think of other things, right? God, don't get me started. (laughs) So let's start talking about, I'm going to start talking about um, Hmong people, a monster. I want to say, but should I say it or no? Should I say it in Hmong or should I just? That's a good one. If we don't say their name directly, as long as we don't speak their name directly, it doesn't really affect us. But if you're saying it in Hmong, you're saying the name directly. Uh, I, I, unless you're like reading the name of the thing, you are? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it's not like they know us. So okay, that's true. That yeah, thing. yeah. Okay, so Hmong people are from Southeast Asia, Laos Mountains, and we are now in the United States because of the Vietnam War and Secret War, which the Hmong people made a deal with the U.S. to fight alongside the U.S. against uh, Northern Vietnam, which right. is 
communists siding with Russia mm-hmm. at the time. And because U.S. forces came out, extracted themselves out of Vietnam, they made the deal to bring Hmong people to the U.S., which was why there's also some Hmong people in France because that deal was made there too. Mm-hmm. And in the mountains in Laos, there was this monster or creature called Pinyuai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So if you don't know um, Pinyuai, I guess in... I don't know the exact tr- direct translation, but then what we believe that they are are shapeshifters. That's so like for example, you could go into the woods and let's say you could be hunting an animal, right? The animal could be a deer. And you know how um deers they, they typically have like what their, their hooves and stuff, right? Well, or like for example, you could be hunting like a bear, and a bear has like four or five claws. But then, but if you but if you were to find like a a bear with like an extra, an extra like you know, body part, an extra yeah, body yeah, yeah, part yeah. that is unusual, right? Yeah, yeah, it's they're typically considered pinyuai. And pinyuais can mimic people. There's even like a um a game on roblox called the mimic funny enough and i think it's supposed to be a shapeshifter where they mimic the voice of you know and they say that pin you wise in the forest when you're in the forest hunting because monk people hunt a lot you're never supposed to call out right and if you call out someone might answer you back And this creature will sound like the voice of someone you know to lure you further into the forest, but it's actually not. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, it's, yeah. And funny enough, the reason why I wanted to bring up Pinyuai's is because I saw this thing about Native Americans and skinwalkers. Do you, oh. do you know what skinwalkers are? I think I do. Okay, I I'll know. I'll tell you what skinwalkers are, what Native Americans believe. Yeah. And um, I'm reading it on this website, history.co.uk, Skinwalker mm-hmm. Ranch. Apparently there's a whole ranch in, I think it was, I don't know exactly, was it Ohio or Idaho or something? Mm-hmm. Um, and... The Navajo legend of skinwalkers have received a lot of attention thanks to the growing variety of the skinwalker ranch in Utah. And according to Native American legend, skinwalkers have said to be evil witches with the ability to shape their to change their shape or take possession of animals and other people. They have ominous abilities are, that are alluded in the Navajo phrase. I'm I'm a butcher. Ye now something like that, right? Meaning, with it, it, he goes on all fours, right? Which, which they say it's a witch. According to Native American legend, the skinwalker is a witch, and they will mimic and call out for you. Mm. So there's even I've seen videos where I even show Jimmy where someone is screaming in the middle of a forest, right. and he's just going ah ah, and like when people go look, they're like, what? 
why the hell is that guy screaming? He's literally standing there, just screaming, waiting. And it, it feels, and its body and its shape looks like a human. But you get that eerie feeling where, oh, maybe it's not quite human. Right. You know? And, um, here, I will tell you. This is called rivercityghosts.com, the terror of the city, the skinwalker, the Native American boogeyman. The skinwalker is an ancient Native American legend that takes on various forms across tribes. In Navajo lore, a skinwalker is known of a wicked sorcerer who can transform into, occupy, and disguise themselves as animals. The myth behind the shapeshifting being known as a skinwalker has mostly been consigned the label of either hoax, too much peyote, peyote, or simple oral traditions transfixed into cultural beliefs. And there's a bunch of other tribes about it. And it's weird because if Native Americans knew this in the in the US, mm-hmm. in the forest, like I told Tracy this before, which <laughs> I told didn't I tell you this before? Yeah, I did, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're like, why is it that Native Americans in the US have this lore of like something mimicking or like some sort of creature or monster? And in the mountains of Laos where there's no technology in Southeast Asia, there's the same creature within Hmong communities. Oh, yeah. Who, like, right? Like, there has to be something that is correlated. I, personally, I don't know about being a witch. I do think it's some sort of creature. Mm-hmm. Because Hmong people believe it's some sort of creature. Right. You know? And... It's crazy, too, because Hmong people have, like, you know, we pass on stories from, like, hundreds of generations. That's kind of like, that is a little skeptical. Yeah, where it's like, nothing is ever truly written down until the internet became a thing, right? right? And it's passed on from generation to generation. These stories just hold by mouth. And, you know, it's creepy. Yeah, so this is something that I'm like, I feel is true. (laughs) <laughs> right i i feel like people could say oh bigfoot like i guess bigfoot too right mm-hmm. it, i guess it could be seen as bigfoot but this monster specifically mimics the voice of someone you know yeah yeah and this and did you ever hear tracy of like that um the story where mom and dad told us they said don't ever sleep in a tree at night i don't remember it you no. don't <laughs> Okay, so they said that um, there was this guy back in the mountains, right, in Laos, and yeah. what they, they go farming, and uh, he was tired, so he went up in a tree and he slept, and when he woke up, he heard someone calling his name from down below, yeah. and he looked down, and I think it was his wife or something, who was like way far away in the village, she kept saying, hey, come down, come down, I need to talk to you, we need to go home. And he was like, what are you talking about? Why are you here? It's the middle of the night. And she keeps saying, come down, come down. And he was like, no, you come up here. Because I'm up here. I'm already sleeping. Okay. And I I think the story goes that when he wakes up in the morning, he realizes it was it was a poda. It was a, which means like ghost, yeah. like a spirit. 
who was trying to lure them down. And I think it could have been a PNUI that shapeshifted into his wife. And that, I don't know if that they can't climb trees or something, but it's according to Hmong legend that you should never sleep in a tree mm-hmm. or you're going to see something. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be lured, especially in the forest, because there's a lot of creatures there. Do you remember that one thing that Michael told us? What? Like, a long time ago. He's all like, if you were to eat a pinuai, and you were to kill a pinuai, and you were to eat it, that would be your... Well, if you were to kill a pinuai, right? Mm-hmm. Then, apparently, that their curse will get, will, like... Transfer onto you. Yeah, and then you'll die. I have... I remembered Michael you telling remember us that. that. Yeah, but I don't... I just remember him telling us something like that. Yeah, I remember that, too. Yeah. I don't know if that's, like, really significant among people, because it's, like, it's just something that he told us, so I... It's just something to put out there. Yeah. That you know how these stories and the the characterization of these monsters. That's all. Yeah. And I wanted to go into... <laughs> into um more stories of so after the Mo- after Hmong people came to the United States mm-hmm. there was multiple states where they resided in I know there's some in like Virginia Oklahoma right. mainly Minnesota and California Wisconsin too oh Wisconsin yeah and um and we live in Fresno California yeah. right which Oh, it's about five hundred thousand people. So, yeah, it's it's a good it's a good population or a big population of the Hmong community here. And let me read you a story called "The Long Hair in Fresno, California." Fucking <laughs> mean! You have long hair. Are they talking about you? <laughs> I do. I do have long hair. Okay. Um, I'm good. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Or wait, do you not want to read that? Do you want to read it? No, 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 read it, read it, read it. Read it? Okay. Or wait, wait, or you want to read the one in Minnesota? Lady in Red. Okay, so this website is called mongostoriespage.weebly.com. Um, it's just, I'm sure it's some, someone who has heard of these stories, wrote it down in English and passed it on. And we're not that good with the Hmong, so that's why we're, like, reading in English, and this isn't a Hmong podcast. But, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Let's read Sleeping with the Dead. Oh. Have you ever heard of the legend, the story, of you're not supposed to sleep next to the window or with the window open? But then... You ever heard of that? Even in, like, American culture, Jimmy told me that there was some sort of, like, story where his friend told him, yeah, when you're not supposed to have your bed next to a window. Or, and it may, it may have been twisted over time, but this story is about leaving your window open. You know... You ever heard about that? What did I explain why you... mom sees? No. Remember the... oh, I remember it, when we were it kids... It has to be a window. It, it's, it's a window to the outside, yeah. And when we were kids... Our cousin told us, yeah, you're not supposed to sleep next to the window. You might see something, right? And then some people say, you're not supposed to have your bed next to window at all or your head next to the window. And then this story specifically is 
do not have your window open and be sleeping next to the window. I'll no, read. But I'll... then, but then, but then, then sure. It's also that one story, that one um myth that you said. Huh. The the one where like your your feet isn't supposed to be in front of the door. Oh, okay. So my friend at one point, I don't know. I think it's just her family or something, where she she personally grew up seeing a lot of things and the logical part of me wants to say maybe it's some sort of mental illness or something right that's undiagnosed but like the other part of me that believes in Hmong cultures and shamanism and whatnot is like these experiences did happen to her and um she's been she has she's had a lot of lot of like jingle bells or winning um in order to help her mm-hmm. so she stopped seeing these spirits or these spirits stopped following her home and when i went to go sleep over one time she said uh why do you want to sleep that way and i was like why and she's like because you're not supposed to have your head toward the door because that's like your soul leaving the door leaving out the door and i was like really i never heard that my parents have i don't know if that's just uh you know because like stories and um what's the word like superstitions are passed down family to family yeah. so maybe it's just a thing of her family or something but i remember i was i slept over i was like okay if that's what you believe in your household i'm not gonna have my head facing the door mm-hmm. you know my feet was gonna face the door instead yeah so it's something along to do with like the okay i'll read you the story it's called sleeping with the dead Okay, you ready? <laughs> I'm being like flashbacks to that one movie we watched when we were kids, where his he marries his wife, his wife dies, and then, you know, she suddenly comes back. He's like, "Oh, it's you again." Da, da. Oh, Do you um, remember that story is called P Mac. You never heard of P Mac? P E M A K. Not Pima. I, I'm talking about that one Hmong story. Where... No, 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 no. It's Pimak. No, it's not. He goes to war, comes back, his wife died from childbirth. Oh, and you, it's her corpse. Do you remember? <laughs> Maybe you should just go to stop. Huh. <laughs> the, one, the one where, like, she uh, is it's his a... girlfriend. And then she dies because she gets sick. And then, like, he doesn't know that she, like, you know, she died. And he still married her anyways. And then he comes with her. Yes. Oh, that's the Hmong version of Pimak. Pimak oh. is the Thai version. It's the same is story. It? It's the I same legend. It's passed down from like Vietnamese to Thai to Hmong. But it is the same story. And so that story is about this guy. Do you remember the details or you want me to tell you? You say it. Okay. So the story is about this guy who lives who travels villages to villages to go visit um i think his grandparents so he traveled from his village to go visit his grandparents and when he went there he met this beautiful girl and they fell in love they were in the mountains they were they're like um in love truly in love and he said i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna to go see my parents and I don't know if it's to get money or to do something, but I will come back for you and then I want to marry you. And I promise. And she said, do you promise to be with me forever? Like, do you promise to come back and marry me? And he says, yes, I promise. I love you. Right. 
he goes travels all the way back to his village tells his parents said hey i met this beautiful girl and i want to marry her and they said okay if you if you do bring her back we support you he goes back to that village just to find out that there's nobody there like he goes into the village and he walks and it's empty it's just chickens it's just dogs the town is dead silent not like what he remembered right Mm -hmm. he goes to the house of his girlfriend and he knocks on the door and he's like where did she go where did everyone the whole town just gone like empty but the houses are still there and so um and then he meets the girlfriend yeah and the girlfriend's like oh you came back for me and he's like yes i came back for you i'm here to marry you and I think they, they're about to go back, and he says, she says, okay, before you go back, let's stay the night so I can cook you some food, right? I can cook you some food, and we can go back, we can travel back together to your village, and we'll get married, and I love you so much. Yeah. He's like, and I love you too, and I'm pro- and this is my promise, I'm here to marry you, to be with you, right? And when she cooks the food, he's sitting there, she puts plates down and food, and there's maggots in it. And there's like dead flies and like he doesn't see it because i guess it's like a she's a ghost basically she's dead mm-hmm. and what he didn't know was that when he left she got really sick and she died and she died and she her spirit was like no i promised him he promised me that i'm going to be with him forever yeah. like we are going to be together forever and so I guess the whole village got scared. It was like, there's this ghost there who will not leave, who is waiting for her lover. Like everyone, everyone in the town left. Even her own parents left her. They said, we're not, we're leaving this town. We're leaving this village. This ghost is no longer our daughter because mm-hmm. our daughter is dead and buried, right? And so he's there now sleeping with her in, in the house and said, where's your parents? She said, oh, they went farming. They're not coming back. Where's everyone? It's like, oh, I'm not sure, but um, I think they're farming or something too, right? And he puts, she puts down the plate and it's full of maggots and flies and, and it's like a spell he's under where he, he sees, oh my God, it's fresh food. And he starts, wait, I don't remember. No, actually. No. I, no, 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 no. He sees it, huh? He sees it. He sees the maggot. That's wrong. And he doesn't want to eat it, huh? Yeah. And he notices oh, she looks different. She looks sickly. She looks gray. Like, she looks dead. Yeah. And he's noticing all these little things, and he sleeps in the house. And then um, he hears something outside. That's all I remember. And he goes outside, and he sees her. And she's like, what? Also, I remember there was a part where he stumbled across a villager, and the villager said, what are you doing here alone in this town? And he said, I'm here with my girlfriend. She's in that house or whatever. And the guy says, that girl died a long time ago. Everyone ran away. Everyone, even her own parents, left her here. And when he found out, he started running through the forest trying to get home, right? Trying to get away from her. And she realized, oh, shoot. He realizes that I'm dead. But he promised to be with me forever. So she starts chasing him throughout the forest and he's running, screaming for his life. And then I I don't remember, but I think he's saved in the end. Yeah. And they they, they changed his name. Yeah, they changed his name. The one name. 
to call his soul back. And in the Hmong culture, when you change your name, it's super, it's a part of you. Your name defines you and who you are as a person and your soul. And when they changed his name, she couldn't find him anymore. They changed his Hmong name because, you know, they only speak Hmong. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't find him anymore. So she'll be out in the forest calling for him and calling for him. And she, find she couldn't find him. And it's been years and years. And then he he goes back to his village. He's living a good life. He gets over her. He's like, she's dead already. You know, um, this is my name now. And he goes hunting one day with his friends. And he gets lost in the forest. His friends are decide, let's call him. So they keep calling him and calling him. And they're like, wait, didn't he change his name a long time ago? We should call him by his old name. Maybe he'll respond to that. And so they call him by his old name. And the minute they do, the girl hears because she's in the forest and she's looking for him. And she's like, oh, he's here. My lover who promised to be with me forever is here because I hear people calling his name. Mm -hmm. And so she finds him and she kills him. And I think she is just, I don't know if she's with his soul forever. It's kind of like an open ending, but we just know that he dies. I don't like the superstition the monk superstition where it's like you make a promise and especially if like you do it with like blood you know yeah then it sticks with you forever the consequences yeah that's a very scary superstition and that honestly it freaking scares me that story i tell jimmy like jimmy isn't even monk he's not even shaman he's not even superstitious if anything he's an atheist but he doesn't want to mess with shit in case things are real and i told him we're not gonna be together when you die you go to whatever you're going when i die i'm going whatever i'm not gonna stay with you you do not stay with me i promise to be with you in this life we are not going to be forever because once our souls are gone like it sounds like stupid and like oh yeah like <laughs> okay whatever like, like you can control your soul where you go but the thing is me i'm telling you this now aspect. it's so cute but it's like yeah. you couple that in with like oh hey if you break this promise, yeah. it's gonna come back on you. Or like, if I die, you're dying with me. Like, yeah. like no. Like, I told him, if one of us dies, I will mourn you forever. But I, I don't want to see you. If ghosts are real, I don't want you reaching out. I don't want nothing. Not until nothing. After you pass. Not until after I pass on my own accord. And. I, you know, it's so funny. I even asked him once, if your mom ever came back and, like, showed you that she was here still, Aww. would you want her to? And he said, yeah. And I said, <laughs> and I said, no. <laughs> and I said, no, please, babe, don't. And, he's, and then he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> I scared because his mom is not here anymore and he misses her a lot i was so scared <laughs> yeah so the mom culture do not make a promise of forever do not make a promise you cannot keep because it will bite you in the ass it will come back and bite you in the ass so <laughs> you know i feel like there's too many 
scary stories i feel like we had to come back to make them Ooh, i think we make times. a part two let's make a part two after <laughs> yeah okay let me tell you the story now okay <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> <I> scared <laughs> sleeping with the dead they said there was one really old mom couple that had no kids mm -hmm. since they didn't really have anyone to take care of them they were always short on money and they didn't have money for an ac during the summer one night the man told his wife since it was so hot that they should move the bed right under the window and open the window so it wouldn't be hot while they slept the wife agreed and they moved the head of the bed right underneath the window as they were sleeping the lady felt something touching her face so thinking maybe it was just bugs she whipped her face like she with her hands trying to get it to buzz off then again she felt something touching her face she did the same thing once again fanning her hands in front of her face trying to get the bugs off as soon as she caught it she realized it wasn't a bug but it felt like a small hand she opened her eyes and noticed she was holding onto a little hand that came from outside the window she kicked her husband and he woke up and he witnessed which and he saw what she was holding she was holding a hand and in shock he immediately looked outside to see if there was anyone right out by the window in case it was a burglar he saw nothing but just a really long arm that came from the woods which was about 20 feet away he immediately told his wife to let go and as soon as she did the hand shot back like a rubber band back into the forest he told his wife what he saw and immediately they freaked out and shut the window being forced to stay up all night the elders said something about how you aren't supposed to sleep like that because it meant you are welcoming the dead to come sleep with you while in your home and that's why the hound was bothering bothering the old lady because it was searching for an open spot to come sleep mm. and that's like the story of like i've heard of that i've heard of the mong myth of like do not have your your bed underneath the window you know it went in a completely different turn than i thought you said why because uh, because when you said sleeping with the dead i thought and the entire movie we just mentioned right the entire story that we just mentioned yeah you i, I thought you would have been had like one of those like stories where it's like oh yeah he's dating someone they die and then they come back and they're like, <laughs> hey how about i just sleep with you again and it's like dude i, I, I don't know yeah no no, no. haven't like those freaking stories man those mom stories of like that people having those experiences i'm just yeah it fucking freaks me out about this story though i just you know to be honest i feel like i've never you never heard of it no not that i know really even yeah. like all our cousins from be mom's side they all they all tell me this i've heard of this growing up even even my friends heard of this and even jimmy who had Hmong friends told him this saying you're not supposed to have your bed next to the window and i don't know they said and this is like um folklore past generation generation mm -hmm. and i guess they're saying do not have your bed next to the window i think it was they said you're not supposed to sleep like that because it meant you're welcoming the dead to come sleep with you maybe grandpa or grandma mentioned it maybe grandpa did especially because he's I a could, shaman i could see that too but i don't remember him saying it maybe i was just too little yeah i think you were too young to hear all of this yeah. oh it was so freaky okay did you ever hear of like when grandpa would go to do shamans at other people's house like he would travel cities 
and like grandma would be home alone and they have a screen door a metal screen door and they have the wooden door right yeah and when she's home alone she would hear a knock on the door and then she'd be like what the hell and then she went to go out, look outside oh she opened her wooden door looked outside there's a screen door locked too yeah. she looked around was like nobody's there she closed it again another knock and it's like how are they knocking on her wooden door when her her screen door in the front and back and okay. she checked both doors are locked and she has screens on every single window like metal screens and so something was messing her was messing with her for sure because she she was so scared i just remember her telling mom like there's something here and mm-hmm. she would call she would call grandpa and he said you need to calm down like i'm over here i'm at this person's house i'm so far i'm like hours away i cannot come to you you know yeah. and you need to calm down you need to like the more you think about it the more it's going to mess with you dude that house is scary the house is scary and i think especially because they lived next to an abandoned house where they had a cellar open to the basement below or like underneath what's it called i don't know what's it called it's it's like a basement it's a you it's yeah. the thing you go underneath the house mm-hmm. and like their house there was no fence. There was house next to the, the left house, you right? Know, the left house had no fence guarding Michael that. Michael and them said, yeah, there was never that there. Remember? No. Said, it's, I don't remember there being a hole there like was, a well or any of that. There was a big ass fucking hole. It was like, I'm going to say a yard to a yard square. Oh. It's three feet. Wait. Yeah, three feet to three feet big. I swear, I remember. It was big. I remember it then. You remember it too? I remember the whole, like, just from a distance. Yeah. And it's like you said, Grandpa being like, don't go near there. Whatever you do, stay away He said, do not go inside that hole. He said, there might be something, like, regardless if it's a freaking creature or a homeless person or a spirit, do not go in that hole. And, like, it was covered by, like, this wooden thing but one of those days, I remember because we always went over because they did jingle bells, it was open and the wooden was just gone. Mm-hmm. And the cous- our cousins were just like messing with us, like, get in the hole, like trying to dare us. And I was like, hell freaking no. I remember one of them did go though. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she was, I think she went in there and she said she didn't see nothing. But I know that something was messing with grandma bad. Like, she would hear footsteps, she would, I, I don't know, something in the house when he, and it only happened when grandpa was gone. Only. Mm-hmm. And I remember that's kind of, I think that's why she welcomed us, um, to stay inside the house with her. Like, as kids, you weren't, you weren't, I think yeah, you were she... always with mom and dad whenever they went to Jingle Bells and other cities. They, my parents always left me and our other sister to stay in that house with, with grandma, um, and I remember, yeah, even Michael had some freaky experiences. I just can't believe that Michael and them don't remember the hole. It just doesn't make sense, right? Like, to be fair, they were always in the back garage playing in like with the toys. No, but then even brother, our brother, he, he's like, oh, like what? What the hell are you guys talking about? I remember there was no hole. There was like absolutely none of that, like that's, near the house. That makes no sense. And there was like, a what? big hole. Yeah trying to freaking gaslight us that's what they're trying to fucking do (laughs) 
<laughs> there was this, it was creepy and michael michael's experiences did you wait you told me that huh michael experiences of something sleeping on them sitting on them when they were sleeping in there i think so wait but what were you gonna say oh i was speaking of michael like michael's our brother told you that like about his experience after grandpa's death no no so then um from mom's side Mom's side. Okay. So then, like, what we, uh, we, we typically, like, you know, when we, uh, I guess, is it a host after or before where, like, you sleep inside of the house, right? You, you, Wait, why? You, you sleep inside of the house, just, uh, depart for the funeral or something, if I remember correctly, because maybe they're cleaning it out or something like that. And it was, uh, like, a grandma already passed. She passed, like, Long before our grandpa, and it's only grandpa. you know it's only about a year. Oh, was it really? It was only about a maybe year. Maybe mine is just like it was whatever. only about maybe like a year, maybe a year and a half, but but like uh, yeah. what like I what I was saying, our grandpa passed, and then she and then like he went to go. He it was like I think in high school, maybe like you know somewhere around there. I just remember him saying that. The entire house was super cold. It was in the middle of the night. They were trying to find a place to sleep inside of the house, right? They didn't want to go inside and sleep inside. Like, remember the freaking bedroom that they had? They had the, two bedrooms. The the one that our other brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, well, like basically, we were sleeping in that room. That room was so. I just remember it being it was, so creepy. It is really creepy. I remember. I think me and we slept in there too yeah that was the room we slept in and i remember i think okay to be fair i was a little old right to be wanting milk but Mm -hmm. like i wanted milk and grandma yelled at us and said why are you guys so old and still want drink milk out of bottle and this and that and like they were yelling at us and then i think grandpa left in the middle of the night to go buy us milk yeah (laughs) yeah which was sweet um and then she told us a scary story for us to go to sleep and i remember we did not she was mean she didn't like us because she doesn't like our dad (laughs) she she hated us she only wanted us in the house yeah comforted her yeah because it comforted her i mean yeah and her dad isn't our dad isn't her kid it was our mom that was her kid but um yeah he said that like he didn't want to sleep in there he didn't want to sleep in like uh the room where grandpa would sleep because he had he just passed i don't want to do that yeah it's disrespectful yeah yeah and then he and then and then like he tried to sleep in the living room but he said oh it's just super cold no matter where i go no matter what i do it's super cold and he said that even outside it's a little it's warmer than this was he alone i think he was with someone else i forgot Uh who but he said the only place that he found warm was where the um What's it called? Do you, do you remember? Do you know how like the altar shrine? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, shrine, like, the altar, the shrine, which is not what it sounds like. It's not cult like. It's a. Uh, it's <laughs> basically like, it has rice and like uh, blessed things from a shaman. Mm-hmm. Like even like a wooden sword or like a yeah. sword that was blessed by the shaman. Or like the gong and yeah, the gong which yeah, used yeah, yeah. for Jingle Bell's owning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He said the only place that felt warm was right next to there. And that was the only place where he felt safe. 
Oh. He said that he couldn't sleep. Like, if he stepped even, like, a bit further from there, it would be, like, super cold. It's, like, it was fucking wintertime or some shit. Yeah. And it's just, like, dude, that's so fucking creepy. Yeah. He said he couldn't even sleep all night because it was so fucking cre- eerie, you know? Yeah. I'm just, like... Yeah, that house is very creepy. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't have a lot of stories from there. Because I was too little, but then you guys probably had yeah. A lot I think more. I think you were too little, and even if even then, because you were too little, mom and dad didn't want you staying there without them. So they always took you everywhere they went. Like if they went to Sacramento, you were going with them. Yeah. And I remember being like, I want to go. <laughs> I was like, I want to go. I want to freaking stay here with the freaking lady that doesn't like me. <laughs> yeah, but if you were to go, who wants to go too? Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, I don't want to take three kids with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael and would always get to go, though. Because they were the boys. Oh, but we right. wouldn't. Once you get to go, too, we wouldn't. Because she was the oldest daughter. She would get to go. So it was just because during that time, Jeffrey and them wasn't born yet. It was just you. You were the youngest. So you would go with them. Me and I had to stay because we were just daughters right in the middle the youngest who didn't really Jeffrey matter is our like younger brother by the way he's, yeah jeffrey he's younger than me by like three years yeah and they I'm weren't born yet yeah yeah so you yeah it was just it was always both of us were always left behind well while well, my you were the boys the oldest daughter the youngest daughter Look, got to go i didn't choose <laughs> i didn't <laughs> This life chose me. Shut up. <laughs> you said I didn't choose this. This didn't... life chose me. <laughs> I feel like I'm <laughs> what's the thing of the, of the ghetto of like the wait, what is it? The streets chose me. <laughs> Stop that was stupid. The thug life, don't you? <laughs> I didn't choose the thug life, the thug life. Oh yeah, I didn't choose the thug life. The thug life chose me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm getting some deja vu. Yes. Okay. I I won't tell I you the long hair. Swear. Whenever we talk about topics like these, it always goes on for like three hours and then we're like, oh shit, I forgot I have something to do. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we should have recorded while we were talking. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna tell you this one. I didn't long... think that you were gonna go on a rant. Shut up. Let me just fucking. Okay, leave. fine. Fucking okay, go. Okay. The long hair. We just moved out of the in-laws. Not saying I hated. I hated living there, but it was finally the real deal: living on your own, paying your own rent, buying your own food, and etc. I've always been the very independent type, so it was exciting to get that kind of freedom back. Anyways, our apartment was very small. The door opens to a small, square-shaped living room with a huge ocean view window. To the right is a kitchen with a small dining area. Once you enter the living room, straight ahead of you is a short hallway that leads to the bathroom and bedroom, one bedroom apartment. The whole apartment flooring was a pale wood except the bathroom and kitchen, which is a floral tile. The window panes were painted red. The apartment is cozy but small was small but cozy and a good place to start off our life. Plus, I liked how the apartment was a little further away from our usual busy areas of Fresno, more toward the farm areas, the outskirts. 
When we first moved in, my father-in-law came and did a, clean, did a cleansing in the apartment because he's a very traditional Hmong man. Not saying that I'm not. For a matter of fact, I'm also very traditional, but I didn't think much of it because the apartments are pretty newly built, about two to three years old. After my father-in-law left, my husband and I spent a couple of hours digging through our boxes, but once I grew tired of not knowing what, um, what to put where, I told my husband to take me to the store to get some furniture to put things on. We left and went to the store for a good four to five hours. It was dark by the time we got back, so I showered and immediately went to bed. Slept on the floor, of course, because they just got a new apartment. The next morning, my husband left early for work. So I decided to move to get to go move some of the boxes into the kitchen and dining area so that when the delivery guys got there, I can have them set up whatever we needed them to. But as, as I was moving the boxes around, I kept noticing long strands of hair on the ground and some on and in the boxes. It wasn't enough to be noticed right away, but as I moved more and more boxes, I realized it was pretty much spread throughout. I knew for sure it wasn't mine because I actually had a, a short a-line cut during that time and of course my husband had a clean cut i didn't give him much thought because my sister-in-laws were helping us pack during the time we were moving out and they both had pretty long black hair so i thought it might have just been theirs we left the window open last night we live on the second floor and the wind might have blown the hair everywhere after i finally finished moving the boxes and slept the floor i went to the bedroom to put away our blankets to make room for the bed when it arrived but as I was folding the blankets, I noticed long strands of hair around the bedroom, but mostly right around the corners of where we slept last night. Honestly, I was a little freaked out, but decided to brush it off and just quickly sweep the room. Later that night, when my husband came home, I brought up the subject to him, and he just shrugged it off and suggested that it might have been his sister's, which somehow comforted me a little, and I left it as is and left her work, because I worked night shifts. A couple of days later, I got around. I got up around noon because I work late and my husband had already gone to work. I decided to finish unpacking and maybe go out to do a little grocery shopping. While I was cleaning and unpacking, I noticed strands of long hair laying around the floor and furniture. This time, there seemed to be more. I quickly went and checked the bedroom and also noticed hair inside the bedroom again. Then I went and slowly checked around the corners of the hallway and kitchen, but didn't notice any more hair than one or two. So they only noticed one or two strands. Finally, I went to the bathroom where my husband and I get ready in the morning, but there was only evidence of our own short hair. I even went as far as checking the bed and pillow for hair because if our hair was falling out that much that it's filling the living room and bedroom, I kind of figured most of it should be on the pillows or bathroom. But once again, I only found evidence of our short hair and it was only a strand or two. I tried to not think about it and quickly finished cleaning and mopping the whole apartment corner to corner, then left for work. By the time I got off work, I completely forgot about the events in the morning because I was exhausted from a long night of work and just wanted to get home and dive into bed and sleep. The whole apartment was dark when I opened the door to enter, indicating that my husband was probably asleep, so I decided to not turn on the lights to distract him, to wake him up. Instead, I turned the flashlight on my phone and guided my way toward the bedroom. I was planning to quickly grab some clothes, shower, then get into bed. But as I opened the bedroom door, from the small amount of light coming in through the window, I could make out the bump on the bed 
my sleeping husband, and my eyes were quickly drawn to a silhouette of a woman standing beside him on the bed. The first thing that came to my mind was that he was cheating on me. So I quickly reached out and turned on the bedroom lights. I was ready to pounce on my husband, but right as the light came on, the silhouette figure suddenly disappeared right before my eyes. I felt a deep drop in my heart. My body suddenly grew weak. Before I knew it, my knees started shaking uncontrollably. I knew what I was feeling, and it was pure terror. My husband quickly jumped out of bed like he was out of breath and looked up at me like he was surprised to see me. I don't know if he even noticed the fear on my face, but before I could say anything, he jumped out of the bed and flew into my arms, shouting, Oh my God, thank you, honey, for waking me up. I was having the worst nightmare. I felt that I couldn't move my body like I was being sat on. What my husband said to me terrified me even more, but I decided not to say anything to him or scare him anymore. So I just quickly brushed the fear off and told him to go back to sleep. As I laid there that night, all I felt and heard was the pounding of horror in my heart. For sure, when those lights came on earlier, I believed that, that I saw a long-haired, pale female towering over my husband with her eyes rolled back and blue dead tongue hanging loosely at the side of her mouth. <laughs> TV continued part two. I need I need to find part two. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There do you know funny enough that whole thing of like being sat on sleep paralysis and you're sleeping? <laughs> there was a there was like a study done by this American white guy who said why is it that Hmong people and only Hmong people have a high number of deaths in their sleep and when he went around asking a lot of people said it was sleep paralysis that when they slept and they suddenly couldn't move they saw something yeah. and I was like it must have been such a high number for someone who's not even Hmong or shaman to notice it you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's mom always said that it's because we have weaker souls or something, yeah. right? While um, people who I don't know have there's other people who have stronger souls, so some can see it and some cannot, and some experience it more and some do not. Yeah. And I've never experienced sleep paralysis. Let me just. Knock on wood, because I don't want to. Wait, which one is it? Like, weak souls see like, it? Like, weak or? souls see it more, um. while strong souls do not. And I remember asking her, I think she doesn't even know the answer herself, but I said, why is it that only Hmong people can see whatever we see? And she says, well, Americans, they just have a stronger soul. And I was like, I don't know if that's true, or is it because the more you notice it, the more you attract it. I feel like that's yeah. more of the case. I hear you. Yeah. It's kind of like, if you were to overthink it, then it's kind of like, oh, it comes true. Like yeah. that theory, you know? Yeah. What do you do, Tracy? You see that shit? Don't be asking me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> She thought I'd get a bitch slap, yo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, 
Yeah, and it was like, I think the crazy part is like, she said when she opened the bedroom door, she like a woman standing beside him on the bed. That's yeah. what, yeah. like standing on the bed while he was sleeping. So she wasn't even on the floor staring at him. She was standing on top of the bed next to him while he was sleeping. And then he woke up and he was like, he woke up and <laughs> he woke up and he was like, oh my God, I, I couldn't freaking move, you know? And like mm -hmm. for her to see in that split second, the woman with the long hair, where she fucking sees that hair everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a, there was a thing where, I don't know, mom said that you're not supposed to cut your hair at night because there might be something that comes and picks it all up. I don't know. I was thinking, I was told Jimmy that, and I said, that's kind of a good thing, so you don't have to sweep, <laughs> you know? But I was like, nah, I don't want nothing to come anyway. But, um, <laughs> imagine just being, like, cutting your hair and being like, pick it up, bitch. <laughs> they fucking come pick it up. <laughs> you know? But, like, no, I don't fucking see anything, so, um, but just, I don't, <laughs> I swear to God. She I said, don't cut your hair at night. And then, and then, and I don't know. She's all like, oh, don't take pictures of the rainbow. And then the amount of times we take it. <laughs> it's like, I take it all the time. Right, right, right. Oh, it's like, did I ever tell you how Michael went to Yosemite? And mm -hmm. he took a picture of him and his friends. You know how, like, at Yosemite, the tree fell. There was this tree with a big hole in it. Yep. Do you remember that? Like. No. You don't remember it where the car it's so big Dude, cars can go like, straight through it. That was like more than ten years ago. <laughs> okay. Anyway, his that tree fell because lightning or something. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> <laughs> or something. But that tree fell and there used to be this big tree with a hole in it where you could even drive a car and you can walk through it. Mm -hmm. And um I saw I saw I think Michael said he took a picture near that or somewhere in Yosemite. Where he said there was someone in the background. Oh. And he, and Hmong people believe that. That's just lovely. Hmong, yeah, like <laughs> always in that hole. And Hmong people believe that if you take a picture of a ghost or a spear or something, delete it. Like, do not keep that photo. Didn't Monica have a photo? Remember? I don't know. She, she, she remember you guys were at school and then you took a photo of her. And it was with her in it and something in the background. I know. That wasn't us. That was probably Michael or something. But um, I, she always told us, do not keep that photo. Because when you keep that photo, you're inviting them into your life. Mm -hmm. You're inviting them to come home with you. Because now you have evidence that they exist. Oh now that they're there. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And... Michael said when we saw that shit, we fucking deleted it. And I was like, okay. And you know what's so funny? If you look up Yosemite fall photos or creepy photos, mm -hmm. there's other people, other white people, taking that photo near that same area. Yeah. And there's something in their photos as well. Huh. Yeah. So something about that hole being made or something near that area. It's right before you enter the hiking trails. That's where it's at. Oh. Yeah. Where they took photos there and then there's someone else in their photo they posted onto the internet that's just very sweet of them yeah
Yeah. Little bombing you. <laughs> yeah. You wanna do it? Do it. Go to Yosemite take a photo? <laughs> Bitch, you go. I swear. <laughs> go with your friends. Oh. <laughs> just... You know what's so funny? I said, just don't come back. <laughs> just, like, take a it's photo. So take a thing. If you're not going to delete it, don't come back. But, um, I told, I told, I told Jimmy's daughter, I said that, don't you go ever go playing the Ouija board. If you ever, ever play that Ouija board, let me know. Because I'm not going to be here when you're here. And <laughs> because you're not playing that shit in this house. You want to go play at your mom's house? Go ahead. But, like. The minute you do, I feel like you're welcoming that into your house, oh, you know? Yeah. And, like, some people even believe talking about it, like we are, is welcoming yeah. it. But I, I kind of feel like no, because we're we're not actively doing anything to invite it. Yeah. And we, I feel like we set those boundaries of, like, we do not want to invite anything into our house, into our lives. We're not welcoming any experiences. I don't want any experiences it's just something that I find fascinating. Mm-hmm. But I will never play the Ouija board. Yeah. Or I never play some stupid game. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not down for that. If you go play that, tell me, because I ain't talking to you ever again. <laughs> you're so <laughs> You're going to bring that to me? <laughs> what would that, why would I bring that to you? It would just stick by me. I'm the one playing the game. Right? Yeah, I guess. I guess. You know, it's true. Don't play the game then. That's your own fault. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh. Damn, Tracy. Let me read you one more story, okay? Let me... Okay, actually. Let me tell you the story that... I don't know if it's Michael's friend or a story he just told me that's passed down that people know. Do you know this story about the... um, So there was this guy who went to a cemetery... Right? Or maybe he was just driving. And he met this girl and he pulled over. Oh, he told me. <laughs> do, you sure. want, do you want me to tell you or you want me to just read this? You tell me first. Okay, fine. I'll tell you first. So there was this guy who, I think there was this girl hitchhiking or someone or someone he met. And he, she was, he was like, she's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I want her to be my girlfriend. And he'll like, he's, he'll, I don't know if he met her at a party and she said, oh, can you take me home, right? And he's like, yeah, sure, where do you live? And she points to him of where she lives, and it's always, she's like, don't drive up to my house because I don't want my parents seeing you. Yeah. So he'll drop her off at the corner and then drive off, right? And mm-hmm. then she'll walk to her house. And then there's multiple, they go on multiple, multiple dates, and he's like, she's so beautiful, like, she's so funny, like, I love her. And he asked her to be his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, of course I'll be your girlfriend. You're my boyfriend? And he said, yeah. And every single day or every time they went on a date, he always dropped her off at that corner and she went to go to her house. Right? And I think it was one of those days where maybe he gave her a gift or something. Mm-hmm. Right? And he dropped her off and she went to her house and he was like, oh, shoot. She forgot her gifts I gave her, or she forgot something. Mm-hmm. He went back, drove down, turned the corner, drove further down where her house is supposed to be. The only thing that existed there was a cemetery. Oh, yeah. And you she told was me the story. Yeah. The only thing that existed there was a cemetery. Yeah. So he was dropping her off there all the time 
to a cemetery. And he was like, what the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he stopped seeing her, and then he gets really, really sick, and they did a jingle bell, and they said, there's this girl following you, and she won't let you go, right? <laughs> no matter what, she will not let you go, because she wants you. She wants to be with you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he tells him the whole thing of like, turns out she was going to the cemetery. I think she was a ghost. I think there's something. And in the end, they had to change his name. Yeah. In order so she can't find him anymore. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think relationships <sighs> creep me out, especially with any spirit thing to be involved. Well aren't I glad I'm single? <laughs> Which means you have more chances to meet something. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> what you be actively looking? Looking at where? Looking at who? From here on out, we're going to make a part two, so mm. come back for our podcast. Yep, we'll see you there. Bye. Bye.